It's Thursday, August the 12th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by TD Ameritrade. Coming up, the Taliban's unabated advance and Poland's media silencing attempt. First, the world in brief. The Taliban strengthened its position in Afghanistan, having taken at least nine of the 34 provincial capitals. Fighting was reported in Kandahar, the country's second largest city. On Wednesday, Ashraf Ghani, Afghanistan's president, visited Mazari Sharif to rally pro-government troops as Taliban fighters also closed in on that city. At the White House, when asked if Afghan forces were in control, a spokesperson replied that the real question was whether, quote, they have the political will to fight back. Poland's lower house of parliament passed controversial legislation to limit non-EU ownership of broadcasters in the country. The law is an apparent attempt to silence a television channel critical of the government that is owned by Discovery, an American firm. Earlier, the Prime Minister sacked his deputy in a dispute over the measure, throwing the right-wing coalition government into disarray. Inflation in America remained at 5.4% in July, the same year-on-year level reported in June. The levelling off of price increases will give hope to those, including the Federal Reserve, who see the current high level of inflation as temporary, a result of the economic recovery coupled with supply shortages linked to the pandemic. Jacinda Ardern said that New Zealand would keep its borders closed until next year, as the Prime Minister vowed to continue the country's quote, zero Covid approach. Laying out a cautious plan to eventually reopen the country, Ms Ardern said vaccinated travellers from low-risk countries might be allowed to skip quarantine from early 2022. Google staff in America who chose permanently to work from home could have their wages cut. The Silicon Valley giant said it would begin calculating pay for such employees based on the going rate where they live, not where their office is based. Microsoft, Facebook and Twitter already pay remote workers in cheaper areas less. Programmers are becoming keener on working from home. Sicily registered what is probably Europe's highest recorded temperature at 48.8 degrees Celsius. The heatwave is caused by an anti-cyclone moving up from Africa and is expected to bake other parts of Italy in the coming days. Fierce wildfires have ravaged Mediterranean countries, including Greece, Turkey and Algeria. Climate scientists recently delivered their starkest warning yet about rising temperatures. America's Senate passed a Democratic budget blueprint worth $3.5 trillion. The details will be fiercely contested. Senator Joe Manchin, a moderate Democrat, says he has, quote, serious concerns. His vote will be crucial when the budget returns to the Senate, where the Democrats must secure 50 votes. First, it must pass the House of Representatives. And fact of the day, 25%, the share of Spanish workers on temporary contracts, one of the highest numbers in Europe. And now here's today's agenda. Shapeshifting. America's Census Data. Today, the United States Census Bureau releases the latest round of data gathered in last year's decennial count. It will be a demographer's goldmine, containing population information down to the smallest geographic level. Among other insights, it will show which parts of America are becoming more populous and more racially diverse. Most importantly, the data will inform how states redraw their congressional and state legislative districts, which must have roughly equal populations. The Constitution requires reapportionment, but the states have wide discretion over the process, meaning it is often fraught. Two issues may limit the data's accuracy. 
One is lacklustre completion rates, as COVID-19 forced face-to-face -face surveys to go online. An abandoned attempt to ask about citizenship probably deterred respondents as well. The second was the Bureau's decision to protect respondents' privacy by adding statistical quote noise or slight errors that prevent individuals from being identified. Even before the data's release, legislative cartographers started drawing up maps. Delays have meant that some have already missed redistricting deadlines. Richer than a church mouse Disney's earnings The world's biggest entertainment company had the best and worst of the pandemic. Its films were delayed as cinemas shut, its theme parks closed and cruise ships docked. Yet its fledgling streaming service, Disney+, Plus, beat all expectations as demand for home entertainment soared. Investors judged that the good outweighed the bad. Disney's share price ended 2020 25% higher than it had begun. Today's quarterly earnings report to investors will show something of a reversal. The parks are open again. Black Widow is showing in cinemas, as well as online, to the annoyance of its leading actress, Scarlett Johansson, who is suing over lost box office earnings. The first cruise ship set sail from Florida on Monday. But Disney+, Plus, star of the pandemic, will probably report slower growth. Its rival, Netflix, lost subscribers in its domestic market last quarter. Today, it will be Disney's older businesses that enjoy the spotlight. Up, up and away? Inflation in India There is no shortage of interest in India's consumer price inflation number out today. Prices are clearly accelerating. Wholesale ones have been galloping away. So have those for commodities important to ordinary shoppers, such as rice and vegetables. A high CPI number may force India's central bank to adjust its loose monetary policy stance. Last week, by a vote of 5 to 1, the Reserve Bank of India's rate-setting committee held its benchmark rate steady at 4%, turning a blind eye to two consecutive months of annual CPI reports above 6%. That benchmark matters. If price rises exceed it, the RBI is supposed to be obliged to take action to keep inflation between 2% and 6%. India's central bankers, like many others around the world who want to use cheap money to stimulate COVID-battered economies, have dismissed recent inflationary spikes as, quote, transitory and thus ignorable. Whether Indian ones should ignore another month of inflation above 6% is questionable. Unfair fight Zambia's election In the 1990s, Zambia was a trailblazer for the spread of democracy in Africa after the Cold War. Kenneth Kanda, its founding president who died earlier this year, allowed multi-party elections and gracefully stepped down when he lost them in 1991. Dozens of other countries followed this lead. But today's election is expected to mark a step away from freedom. The government of Edgar Lungu, the incumbent since 2015, has used state resources to support his campaign. The police have blocked the main opposition candidate, Hakainda Hichilema, from campaigning. In June, they reportedly fired on the politician's convoy. An analysis of survey and polling data by academics suggests that Mr Hichilema's party would win more than half of the popular vote in a fair fight. But opposition activists and independent observers fear that election officials will fiddle the tally. If they do, expect the Constitutional Court to rubber-stamp the result. Black Lives Matter Brooklyn Nine-Nine Following a group of police officers in New York, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, a popular television sitcom, 
often sends up cop tropes. Its lead detective Jake Peralta is childish and prone to quoting Die Hard, a violent action film. But the show is beloved for its dramatisation of social justice issues. One episode explored the difficulty of bringing cases against perpetrators of sexual violence. Another showed Terry Jeffords, the precinct's African-American sergeant, subjected to racial profiling. When Brooklyn Nine-Nine returns for its eighth and final season on NBC Today, those more serious subjects will be in the foreground. The writers had finished four episodes when protests at the murder of George Floyd by Derek Chauvin, a Minneapolis police officer, began in May 2020. They decided to start writing the series again. We're going to make something that will be truly groundbreaking, Terry Crews, who plays Jeffords, has said. Quote, we have an opportunity and we plan to use it in the best way possible. Summer Quiz Week 4 Ready for another round with our baristas in a summer quiz? For week four, we'll again serve up a daily question. On Thursday, your challenge will be to give all four answers and tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 5pm BST on Thursday to editor-espresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Friday. Thursday. What is the usual name for a march celebrating LGBTQ culture? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Erwin Schrodinger. Consciousness is never experienced in the plural, only in the singular. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.